You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Uh, the Thunder were very worried about Paul George potentially going off because that's what he's been doing since he came back from his uh, shoulder uh, rehab, whatever you want to call it. He had the offseason surgeries mm-hmm. on both shoulders. Played the last two games, averaged over 35 points a game. Uh, Terrence Ferguson did a wonderful job on him, but Billy Donovan elected to uh, have Stephen Adams or Nerlens Noel, whoever was on the floor at the time, always kind of, all right, just be ready to come help Terrence just in case he gets right. Pa- um, Paul George gets past his guy, um, which left left the paint wide open. Montrezl mm-hmm. Harrell feasted on it, um, but like like you said, the Thunder played well. Um, they put themselves in a position to win. I mean, how many times are we going to say that all year? I mean, this team is incredible. This, this team is too talented to be bad. Um, they're spunky. They uh, fight hard. They've got a lot of grit and hustle about them. They put themselves in a position to win. They damn near did it. Danilo Gallinari misses the mid-range jumper with about eight seconds left. Paul George gets Ugh. gets the rebound and miss uh, splits both free throws. Ball game. Ball game. I mean, honestly, I don't think, I mean, obviously for Thunder fans, they're going to disagree. There couldn't have been a better ending to this just because it was basically former Clippers versus former Thunder the entire time, except for Montrez. But I just, it was kind of like the weirdest ending ever because Oklahoma City fans are very used to seeing Paul George take that kind of shot that he took there at the end of the game. And honestly, I kind of looked down for a second and then I just saw that uh, someone had made a shot for the Clippers. Of course, I look up and it's Paul George and you're just like, wow, that's ironic. It had to be that guy that really sealed the deal for the Clippers over the Thunder. But I mean, good for him. I mean, he's back home in Los Angeles. He's doing a great job now that he has played, what, three games with them this season after missing the first 11. So he's feeling a lot better. He looks pretty good. But honestly, guys, I really did think the Thunder looked good tonight. They were able to hold their weight. And I think it was mainly not like starting super hot on offense. Like that was my key to the game on the pregame show was going to have to start super hot on offense. They didn't do that. They did, however, start pretty hot on defense and they were able to hold the Clippers down too. So it was kind of an even scoring game throughout the entire time. Um, There were 10 lead changes. The game was tied 12 times. So it was never like someone got too hot and got too far out in front of each other. So that was kind of a good thing for them tonight. And I think that's what really kept them in this game the entire time. I mean, the defense was fine. The defense was fine. Uh, both teams played hard, but really, like the, the most of this game, at one point in the fourth quarter, and I stopped keeping track with about three or four minutes left. And Paul George, of course, hit that three that eventually won the Clippers the game. But at one point, both teams combined to shoot twelve of forty-seven from the three-point line. There was just a whole bunch of misses. Just and the, bad shooting. The Clippers missed a handful of wide-open looks. Uh, Patrick Beverly hit a three late uh, that helped extend the lead. The Thunder eventually had to claw back and um, get back off of a Dennis Schroeder cut to the basket from a look from Steven Adams. Just a lot of bad um, shot making, attempting in this game. Um, really, I mean, the Thunder did exactly what they had to do to give themselves a chance to win, and that was to slow down Paul George. Because if Paul George gets hot, I mean, good luck. You're on the road. It's, you've got the first night of a back-to-back. You've got to at least try your best and stop their best player. They didn't have Kawhi Leonard, who sat out once again with the, uh, uh, I believe it was a knee contusion that he suffered mm-hmm. uh, last week. He's missed the last few games, didn't go tonight. So it was just the Paul George show. But like I said, I mean, Paul George, 7 of 14 from the floor, which is, you know, okay. But 3 of 7 from the three-point line. Uh, Thunder fans should be um, very familiar with how amazing he can be from the perimeter. Terrence Ferguson did a an outstanding job mm-hmm. uh, on him tonight. I mean, 
probably his best individual defensive game thus far this season. Um, and he's really put together two games in a row where um, not only is he doing his thing on the defensive end of the floor, but he did uh, a really good job tonight. I mean, he was only two of five, but he hit a big three late off of a screen uh, to help get the Thunder into the position to mm-hmm. potentially win the game. Uh, so two good games from Terrence Ferguson, and it kind of makes sense because he does he's pretty familiar with Paul George as a player, not oh, just yeah. being his teammate, but practicing against him. Cause there was one play about two or three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Paul George tries to do his little patented, uh, mm-hmm. like behind the back, uh, spin move uh, under the legs. Terrence was ready for it, got right in position and forced the steal. Um, just a lot of good things from this game. But I mean, where you say like it was competitive and, uh, it was a fight. There was a lot of sloppy basketball. I mean, the thunder, like you can only get so many rewards for, almost winning at some point at some point it's it's going to get a little old no I agree I mean for sure I I think like overall this was just a very competitive game because I think it was not necessarily what the guys were bringing onto the court but kind of what was riding on this game just because obviously uh, it's been all over Twitter but the Clippers had a nice little tribute video to Danilo Gallinari and SGA cute that's sweet. Welcoming welcoming them back to Los Angeles. Um, that was kind of cool. But, you know, obviously this is the first time the Thunder have faced Paul George since he left Oklahoma City. So it's just kind of one of those weird situations where both teams want to overcompete and do well. But, I mean, yeah, it was just it was some weird basketball because I kept thinking like, oh, the Clippers are going to get hot. They're going to go on this run. And the Thunder aren't going to be able to catch up. That's not, that wasn't the case at all. And I mean, their third quarter wasn't completely abysmal like it usually has been. I said that the last game too, and they were actually able to win that game in overtime. So I don't know if they can just take baby steps and keep getting out of these bad habits that they started the season off with. I don't know, y'all. Could be something new. Yeah, I mean, the Thunder, you know, I just praise them for doing a good job on the Clippers' best guy, uh, Paul George. Yeah. But I already mentioned Montrez Harrell, 13 of 20. Lou Williams, he kind of did his thing. He he was kind of sparse here and there. He never really had like a Lou Williams moment where he went on like a minute and a half, two minute, just right, blitzkrieg yeah. run against the Thunder. He was five of 12. So you got Lou Williams, Montrez Hero combining to go 18 of 32, uh, which is not very ideal. But then you look at the rest of the bench for the Clippers. Uh, Jermichael Green, one of five. Jerome Robinson, 0 of two. Rodney Magruder, 0 of seven. But he, you know, he just kept shooting for whatever reason. Patrick Patterson, one of four. He did hit a three. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Thunder fans were just, oh gosh, what was this? back at it. So, um, I mean, the, the defense was there. Um, really, to me, if Danilo Gallinari or Shea Gildas Alexander just have a little bit better of an offensive game, I mean, obviously the Thunder lose by two. If somebody has a better offensive game, probably the Thunder win. But Danilo Gallinari going three of 13 from the floor really killed this offense because he, he was never able to get mm-hmm. going. And in these Thunder victories, a lot of that comes from when Danilo Gallinari hits his first two or three buckets. Like and he, when he gets going, this offense is surprisingly hard to guard because it is pretty versatile. Yeah. And he wasn't able to go, and it made it kind of hard for the Thunder moving forward. No, it definitely did. But 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Guys, you're listening to the Thunder Post Game Show here on The Franchise with myself, Brady Trantham, and Matt Burton. Before we get to break, I guess we can go ahead and name off our Thunder player of the game. Matt Burton, if you are ready to fire that up. You better be Matt. Come on, look, Matt. Look at him sweating back there. <laughs> now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Ooh. You know, I want, there's like, there's two guys that kind of come to mind for this, but 
both for like very different reasons. I want to make my player of the game Chris Paul just because he definitely he played a good game, finished with 22 points. Uh, he had four steals in this game, which was, I believe, his season high for sure. I don't know if that's even a career. I don't know. But Chris Paul, he shot pretty well. He shot five of 10 from the floor, was two of four from three point. Uh, he grabbed four rebounds and he had four assists. I think that I don't I don't know. It was like those were kind of like a hidden thing for him, but he did so well, especially when it counted. And I think that he was so versatile tonight. I mean, yeah, he was uh, not only was he good from the floor. I mean, 50 percent, obviously uh, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. I mean, the Thunder owned the free throw line tonight. They 25 of 28. Really good. Uh, Thunder fans, uh, this is what you're supposed to do when you get to the free throw line is hit the vast majority of them now the last few years. That hasn't been the case for this franchise for whatever reason. Uh, but they shot 28 free throws. The uh, Clippers shot 14. So good, another good little thing for the Thunder's defense. They didn't mm-hmm. foul as much. Um, Chris Paul, yeah, I mean, he, he played he, he's probably second good game in a row offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, hit some shots late, helped the Thunder out. I mean, but... but I kind of already mentioned my Thunder player of the game. It's going to be Terrence Ferguson because his defense never allowed Paul George to get hot because I think we were all kind of waiting for, like, as soon as Paul starts hitting, like, a a back-to-back possessions where he hits a three, uh, that's where, you know, know, musical. The musical is going to start. Everyone's going to start crying. The Thunder are going to get destroyed. Sarah McLaughlin plays in the background. They've got a date with LeBron to look forward to the next night. (laughs) Uh, But that never got going, and it's all thanks to Terrence Ferguson. No, for sure. I think Chris Paul and Terrence Ferguson, they had huge impacts on this game tonight. Yeah, the Thunder drop it, and they still haven't won a road game yet, so that's coming up, folks. But I think both of them, it's kind of cool because they contributed on two separate ends of the ball tonight. So Terrence, great on defense. Chris Paul having another great offensive night. So I think it really kept the Thunder in this game the entirety of the game so that was good for them but we'll go ahead and take our first break here on the thunder post game show uh when we come back just more to dive into with this game it's late at night so i hope you guys are still up waiting at this out with us so it's gonna be a good time drink your coffee and uh we'll be back after this on 1077 the franchise 1079 in tulsa welcome back into the Franchise Thunder postgame show here on 1077 The Franchise 107.9 in Tulsa. If you guys are still awake with us, we greatly appreciate it, one. And two, we have more Thunder basketball to talk with you. I'm Madison Morris along with Brady. Yo! And uh, so, Brady, tonight... Oh, yeah. We've said it in the first segment multiple times, but the Thunder still have yet to win a game on the road. But... They came in pretty close. And you know what really kept them from winning that game? Maybe. Probably not. I don't know. But was that final play at the end? Yeah. A little bit of a coach's challenge. Some that controversy. Came out, uh, some successful con- for old Doc Rivers. Yeah, some controversy uh, occurred. Neil Gallinari uh, took the ball from the uh, right elbow, uh, drove to the basket, uh, was slapped right in the hand. Called for the foul on the floor. Uh, he did shoot it, but it was called on the floor. Uh, Doc Rivers didn't think that that was a foul because he's Doc Rivers and uh, promptly challenged the play. Now, I was a little confused because at first, the first angle they showed, I'm like, okay, he, he clearly hit the ball, so there's no foul. And my question was, okay, if this is overturned, like, is it just simply uh, Jermichael Green doesn't get called for the foul? And the Thunder still retain possession because I I'm still confused about the coach's challenge because I used to think one thing about um, I mean well, the thing that occurred during the Golden State game was Steve Kerr where he challenged it Marquise, Marquise Chris got called for the foul and they just switched <laughs> it over to Alec Burks and the Thunder still got to shoot free throws <laughs> so I'm like my my head's kind of up in the air about it but um, the officials overturned the call. 
But then they showed another replay angle, and you can clearly see Danilo Gallinari's hand gets slapped, which is considered <laughs> part of the basketball. So, eh, it got overturned. It was a little weird considering some plays that haven't been overturned in the uh, coaches' challenges that I've seen, not just for the Thunder, but across the NBA watching it on TV. Um, uh, interesting that that play was reversed. I don't know if it's because the officials just thought um, it's the end of the game. We don't want it to be. We don't want to come want the decision mm-hmm. of the game to come down to a ticky tack foul here and there. Um, but again, the Thunder did retain possession, so it's not like it completely ruined the Thunder's chances. They had a chance. Yeah. They ran a good play that got Danilo Gallinari the ball. At the right back at the right elbow, he was able to move around. Everybody else was covered, so he had to move with it. Uh, not a great isolation player, Daniel Gallinari, but he yeah. did get a clean look at the top of the key uh, and just inside the three point line, and it went too long. Just wasn't the Thunder's night in that in that sense. No, I totally agree because like they had the perfect opportunity because it was only eighty nine eighty eight at this point. This is before Paul George shot a free throw, so all they needed was one shot. It didn't have to be a three pointer, so they could get any kind of shot that they wanted. They got that shot, and it just didn't go in. And so sometimes just, that's just how the game rolls. And I honestly I agreed with putting it in Danilo Gallinari's hands at that point because I thought he was doing a good, a good job. I thought he was kind of like the perfect person who would be able to make that shot, even though he didn't shoot well tonight. He's been able to do it throughout the season so he's someone consistent obviously I think SGA at one point was about to pull up and take a shot it just was not there for him so they passed it back out and got or maybe he did take a shot and it was like an offensive rebound it was it was on the sequence just prior to Gallinari getting called for the foul that eventually got overturned that's right yeah yeah, Um, yeah. just something something to keep an eye on because we've been waiting to see like okay when's SGA going to start being more aggressive in these fourth quarters when's he's going to start looking like the player that we're all thinking that he's going to be for the Oklahoma City Thunder you know years down years down the road right and Jerry Ramsey I'm sure if he's watching this I'm sure he's going to come on the franchise players tomorrow and just say see I told you he's not that type of player he's going to be a really good number two but he's not a good number one he had an excellent clean wide open look from the right elbow uh went a little too long it was a good shot I didn't knock it down would have put the thunder ahead uh potentially for good who knows how the rest of the game would have happened but right uh just you know a little a, a lot of effort, but just not enough. And yeah. that's been kind of the theme in the Thunders, all these losses, except for Indiana, because that was just a trash that fire. Was just disgusting. <laughs> Absolute dumpster fire. But yeah, no, I mean, sometimes it just doesn't get knocked down because Oklahoma City fans should be very familiar with that. There's just, there's prime opportunities that the guys can take, and sometimes they're just not going to fall, and that's how the game goes. So that was, unfortunately for Thunder fans, that was just how it was going to go in Los Angeles tonight. But, Although there was nothing kick-ass about that play, we could talk about something else that was kick-ass if Matt Burton was to fire that guy up. Oh, I forgot how much I love this music, too. There you go. Mm, yeah. Burton was ready for that one. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. You know, it's funny. I have my kick-ass possession written down, but then I acquired a new one, and I forgot to write when in the game this was. All I know is that it did go to Danilo Gallinari because... He uh, he shot. I don't think was it a three. I th- oh, this is how unprepared I am for this. If it was the if it, it was a made three with about two. Well, it was the one that tied two, the game. Yeah, at like eighty six all. Yeah, it was the made three. Okay, that was that was the one that I was gonna make my kick ass possession just because 
like I said earlier, he wasn't shooting well, but he did come up clutch when the Thunder needed him. Although it didn't carry out to a win at the end of the game, that was a big moment for Oklahoma City or else the Clippers may have been able to run away with this because that really kind of put a halt on them at that point in time. And so good for Danilo. He was able to get that shot. I believe that was the last shot he made for the game. But uh, yeah, he knocked it down tight at 86 all. And that's when just all hell broke loose. I That's when I fully got invested in this game because... Not saying I wasn't invested, but I mean, come on, it's late and it was a little bit of like a, eh, what's going to happen? I don't know. This isn't going to go well. But then all of a sudden, Danilo Gallinari got the thunder back in this game and it was big time, y'all. So that was my kick-ass possession of the game. Congrats, Gallo. There you go. Good Congrats. job, Gallinari. It's okay. You missed the shot to win the game, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You actually no. let the entire team down. No, I'm just kidding. No, but... um, mine's going to go to Dennis Schroeder cutting the basket. I believe Stephen Adams is the one who found him. Uh, it kept the Thunder at arm's length uh, because the Clippers were, I believe, Patrick Beverly had hit a corner three, and the roof was about to come off at Staples Center. <laughs> um, if Paul George got another clean look following this possession, who knows what could have happened? It could have got ugly. Uh, but Dennis Schroeder was really smart. Uh, cut to the basket when his uh, defender, I believe it was actually Patrick Beverly, uh, fell asleep at the wheel, and Stephen Adams found him, cutting the basket wide open, hit the shot, uh, kept the Thunder down two, where they eventually tied it, and then all hell kind of broke loose. Thunder Twitter is still burning to the ground about the overturned call. <laughs> um, it's okay, everybody, because remember, be okay. remember, lottery picks. Lottery. Man, it's a win-win no. situation. Either you win and you're happy in the moment or you lose and you just go, you know what? Maybe this is for a good cause. We'll be happy later on. But yeah, no, uh, good plays by the Thunder overall. They had some pretty good moments. Uh, it just, it wasn't enough, y'all. It wasn't enough. But what can you expect? I mean, you can expect to win. That's true. <laughs> but Chris, hey. Chris, Chris, Paul didn't, uh, Chris Paul didn't do it like he did against, um, gosh, who did the Thunder just beat? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, man. See, you win some, you lose some. Man, Philadelphia is such a boring offense. No wonder I don't remember it. No, um, <laughs> the Thunder needed w- one of their guys outside of Chris Paul to do something. Yeah. Uh, Shea Gildas Alexander was okay, just wasn't as aggressive as he has shown to be um, over the majority of this young season. Not every single game, but just over the majority of those games. Danilo Gallinari, like I said at the top of the show, him starting off, I believe, one of seven, ended up three of 13 from the floor. I mean, that just that killed the Thunder. Now, he did a good job of getting to the foul line. He took six, made all of them. Uh, this is the second game in the row where Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari have hit nearly 100% of their foul shots. The previous game, they actually hit 100% of their foul shots. So that's really helped the Thunder. Just getting to the foul line, that's been a growing trend as we've gone game to game. The Thunder are getting to the foul line. Um, north of 22 times a game, which, that, I mean, if you're going to hit 80, 90% of your free throws, that's going to be great. And considering this team has a starter in Steven Adams who is an awful free throw shooter, if they're going to hit yeah. 90% of their free throws, they're going to always be in position to probably win a game. And that's all you can really ask for. Yeah, as long as a player that is pretty decent at hitting their free throws and stays consistent with that can get to the line, then uh, I really think that's going to be good for the Thunder. But that kind of leads into the next thing we wanted to do before we go to our second break of the night. 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa, in case you forgot who you're listening to. Uh, Matt, brace your ears. Everyone brace your ears because we're going to stack cat it up. What's new, cat? this thing and like somehow get that very sharp like 
at the very beginning taken out because that just is killer, y'all. It's killer. I but, like it. Oh, of course, Brady does. But uh, what Brady was just talking about, this is a perfect segue into what my stat count was for the night because it is going to be the Thunder's free throws. Talked about it a little bit in the first uh, segment. We're going to talk about it a little bit more right now because they were able to prove tonight how crucial it is to get to the foul line but also be consistent at the foul line. And Brady said it the first segment, but the Thunder shot 25 of 28 from the free throw line tonight as opposed to 10 of 14 for the Clippers. Honestly, I think the free throw line for Oklahoma City made such a big difference in this game because that's why they were able to stay so close. If you're able to draw fouls and you're able to put a lot of pressure on the opposing defense to where they make little mistakes like that and send you to the free throw line, I feel like you're doing something right because that is ample opportunity to bring yourself back into the game. And so they did fantastic at the free throw line, just naming off a few people. Uh, especially there. Brady's already kind of said it, but Danilo Gallinari was 6 of 6. Uh, Shea was 2 of 2. Chris Paul, 10 of 11. Nerlens Noel, we haven't even mentioned him, but he was 5 of 6 from the free throw line. And then Abdul Nader got there once and he made his only one. So good for him. Steven Adams was 1 of 2, but you know, we're still working yeah. with old Steve-O on the <laughs> free throw shooting. But overall, I really thought that made a big difference in this game. So that was going to be my stat cap. No, oh, it certainly did. It helped the Thunder beat Philadelphia because I mean that second quarter the other night Philadelphia just kept sending the Thunder to the foul line and they made them pay for it and helped them you know when they had their third quarter woe that game it didn't really affect Mm -hmm. them that much because they had built such a lead with the free throw shooting it's helped them in this game as well Mm -hmm. for kind of the same reason because they had a third quarter woe similar to the previous night but my stat cat's going to be the bench shooting 10 of 29 from the floor uh 34 percent combined uh, they were outscored by the Clippers bench, forty-five to twenty-seven. And yes, the brunt of that was from March, uh, Montrez Harrell, like I said, and Lou Williams a little bit, um, because the other four guys that played for the Clippers, I think they may have combined for maybe like two makes, two or three makes. Um, just getting out class like that, because uh, I don't know if we've mentioned, I don't know if we've mentioned yet that Hamadou Diallo missed his second consecutive oh, game yeah, tonight. True, yeah. If you want to understand the importance of Hamadou Diallo. I mean, this is it. Now, if Hami plays tonight, I don't know if that makes a difference. But if Hami doesn't play, that means you got to dip into the Abdul Nader uh, part of the <laughs> roster. That means you have to dip into, shout out to Matt Burton's uh, loving cousin, Deontay Burton. But, I mean, Deontay Burton, Abdul Nader, if they're going to get extended minutes, now, Abdul Nader played 15, Deontay only played 2 minutes and 19 seconds. It, it Once you get to that point of your roster, you're, you're praying to just... Please don't do more negative plays. Now, Abdul Nader, yeah. good thing for him. He was three of five tonight, uh, eight points, uh, hit some impressive shots. But, I mean, not having Hamadou Diallo really affects the bench. And when they combine to shoot 34%, and Dennis Schroeder, you know, six of 17, he held them up. And that's still not even that good, 35% on his own individual merit. 34% from your bench, it's not going to get it done, especially when you're one of your best players, Daniel Gallinari, is struggling from the floor uh, for the game anyway. Yeah, no. That's they definitely uh, like prove that tonight, but they're also going to have another chance to prove that tomorrow night if they're able to get it going. And we're going to talk more about that when LeBron we get James. Yes, they go up against the fighting LeBron Jameses and Anthony Davis tomorrow night. That should be good. Oh, and Kyle Kuzma can't sleep on Kuz. But yeah, we'll talk more about the Lakers game after we get back from this break. Guys, if you're still sticking with us, drink your coffee because we have one more segment and we have a lot to talk about. So when we get back, we'll talk about Thunder Lakers, what to expect for tomorrow night. And they'll also have another opportunity on Friday if tomorrow goes absolutely awful. So we'll be back after this break. You're listening to 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. 
Honestly, y'all, I have the hardest time saying the full name for the name of the show. The Thunder First Take Post Game Show? The Franchise Thunder First Take Post Game Show. That's a lot of words. That's a lot of words right there. But guys, that's what you're listening to on this fine Tuesday morning. It is 1239 exactly on the dot. Not anymore, though. That's in the past. Yeah, that is in the past. If you guys are going to listen to this, because we are doing you all a fantastic favor, and we are recording this right now, and we're going to put it out as our OKC82 podcast. If you guys are not familiar with the OKC82 podcast here, part of the Franchise Podcast Network, this is a podcast that Brady and myself started up last year. We did all 82 games. We did some special editions of podcasting. Uh, We did the off season. We did stuff throughout the summer. And now we are doing it again for a second consecutive season. It's awesome, guys. We We have... We even did one after the Paul George film that that, uh, premiered what was it back in july yeah it was during summer yeah and that aged well (laughs) (laughs) but you know things happen but yeah if you guys aren't familiar with it you really should uh give us a listen i think we do a very good job we work really hard on this hey i'm watching us on tv right now talking to chris paul actually so funny how that happens nice turtleneck who's that dude with that weird hair (laughs) yikes but our okc 82 podcast it can be found all over the place right now like i said it's part of our franchise podcast network where you're going to find Lots of podcasts from all the wonderful people that work here. So definitely tune in. Give us a listen. Uh, subscribe. Comment. You can even be involved if you want to tweet at us. But it's be free. nice. We have feelings. Oh, yeah. And it's free. Oh, we don't have feelings. Don't don't lie, Madison. Well, I have a, I have we few, are machines. I have a few feelings. Oh, okay. Just okay. a few. Okay. But, I mean, it's fine. Come after us. It'll be great. <laughs> We're not 40. We're not 40, though. Brady's pushing Not 40. even. Oh, stop this. I'm just Burton, kidding. Burton, help me out here. I'm just kidding. No, Matt's We're over too. the hill. Matt's We're over too. the hill, Brady. According to Madison. I know. I'm still young. You looked us in the eye in the conference room as we're watching the Thunder potentially win on the road against the LA Clippers, which they didn't. You looked us in the eye and said, no, y'all are old. I mean, that's what happens when you are born before me. Well, yes, that's that's <laughs> science. That's biology. I mean, come on. She thought that's, I was younger, though, so thank you for the I did. I actually thought Matt Burton was like 24, Matt, which is you, how old I am. Have you gone to another uh, party at Kelly, Liz- Kelly Lizenby's house yet? Okay. Uh, I have, yes, okay. actually. She's giving me, uh, she made roast. Oh. I had I had some, ro- and it was fantastic, and already got invited over for the third time. What? Oh, yep. Burton just oh, yeah. told you to eat your goldfish and what? like it. <laughs> Where was my invite? Um, crickets. This no, is so I, awkward. That's something you'll have to take up with Kelly. I'm this sorry. is the only time dead air is acceptable. Anyway, <laughs> 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. We'll go ahead and stray away while I wipe the single tear that's falling down my cheek right now and get back to the Thunder. Like we said a million times, they did lose tonight, unfortunately. They lost to the Los Angeles Clippers at 90-88. to But guys, they will have a redemption night tomorrow because they're not going anywhere. They'll be back in the Staples Center, but this time to face the Los Angeles Lakers, who are actually a decent team this year. Brady, tell me why. LeBron James is the best player on earth, probably still. Anthony Davis is also very, very good. Um, You pair that with a young player in Kyle Kuzma, who's been uh, impressive from the three-point line since he's returned from an early season injury. Uh, The last few games, he's impressed. Um, You counterbalance that with the fact that Kentavious Caldwell Pope is so, he's so garbage. (laughs) Bless his heart. Uh, No, no, no. I mean, the the Lakers (laughs) added Danny Green and Thunder Thunder fans, I don't know 
how many dreams Thunder fans have had collectively about potentially having Danny Green on this team. Uh, he, he continues to be a veteran, just great sniper presence on that team. I mean, he's fit in quite well with LeBron James. And LeBron James and the Lakers have even got Dwight Howard to resemble a, a competitively good, smart basketball player. I cannot believe it. It's been working for the Lakers um, <laughs> early on this season. They just smacked Trey Young, our good friend Trey Young, and the Atlanta Hawks the other night, 122 to 101. Uh, LeBron had 33 points. Anthony Davis came back after missing a game uh, with 14 points. Um, Danny Green, 11 points. And I just, I just said. KCP was garbage. He had 13 points, so good for him. But I've seen him miss point blank layups all season, and there's they've only played 13 mm-hmm. games, but they are 11 and two. Believe the second best record in the NBA. It's not going to be easy. It wasn't no. easy tonight, but again, uh, the Clippers did not have Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the Thunder didn't have Hamadou Diallo, so that's kind of a wash. Balances out, but it's it's going to be tough. We all knew this. The rest of this uh, schedule in November is going to be tough, but. Uh, the Thunder did get their win against Philadelphia. That was a, su- a surprise huge, to me. Yeah. It was a surprise to me. Um, they put themselves in a position to win tonight, and they almost did. If Gallinari's shot goes in, who knows? The Thunder p- probably win the game, despite the controversial uh, overturned foul call that people are still screaming about. It's going <laughs> to be tough tomorrow, but if they lose, it's the second best team, at least win-loss-wise, in the NBA. Yeah. You're on the road. It's these things happen. Yeah, it's going to be hard, especially playing in Staples Centers against uh, this this new and improved Lakers team because they they really have come a long way since last season. Obviously, the addition of um, Anthony Davis has been huge for them. So I really do think this, this is going to be a big challenge for Oklahoma City. So they're really going to have to either crack down, make some very fast and crucial adjustments. I'm sure they're going to take a lot away from this game, but it's going to be hard for them. I mean, guys, the Lakers have Alex Caruso. I was about to say, like, if you were to say it, Caruso. The, the Alex Caruso revenge game. He was with the Thunder. He was with the Blue I don't know, like two or three years. He was right here. The Thunder had him, and nope. Then they lost him, and now he is a vital piece of the Los Angeles Laker killers. I'll quote Kevin Harlan, the great Kevin Harlan, probably my favorite play-by-play guy in the biz. You cannot stop Alex Caruso. You can only hope to contain him. (laughs) God, I love that. I love that because he is the most unlikely-looking person to really just bring hell to a team. Why is that, Madison? Because Brady, he just he doesn't look like super athletic. Is it the hair? The receding hair? Yes. Yes. It, hmm. Would you describe him as a uh, coach on the floor? Does he bring his lunch pail to work every day? Uh, he probably does. <laughs> but, it would save him some money. <laughs> Matt knows what I'm talking about. I think about. he's only making like $4 million. So I mean, Only? He, yeah, you got to save money if you're only making $4 million. He's a gym rat. There exactly. you go. Exactly. So, hey, who knows, y'all? Who knows? The Lakers, they, they're they going to put up a fight against Oklahoma City. So we're going to have to see how well this Thunder team can turn around and play another Los Angeles team. This is going to be the most challenging week for them right now because not only do they have to go through what they're going to go through tomorrow night, whether it be good or bad, they're going to have that same matchup just a couple of days later, but it's going to be in Chesapeake. Do, you, do either of you see that going better than it could go tomorrow, or do you think it could be even more of a challenge? I mean, there's always like the factor of like, yeah, you, you go into the second half of back to back thinking, okay, like, like they're going to be tired, but these guys are professional athletes. They also don't have to travel anywhere for the second half of their back to back. I mean, true. unless, unless you're playing a home back to back, which is incredibly rare. The Thunder did it twice, I believe last year. 
um, you're not traveling anywhere. So you've got that built-in familiarity. You just played there the night before. You might be playing on some adrenaline early. So maybe don't be surprised if the Thunder jump out to a quick lead or an early lead or something like that. Yeah. Um, I would just hate to see the Thunder basically have the inverse of what happened tonight where Danilo Gallinari is on, Shea Gildas-Alexander is on, but Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul are basically negatives on the floor. They don't do anything scoring-wise. They don't really help their teammates out um, because then like it just won't matter at that point. The, the mm-hmm. Lakers will just be able to out-talent them. Um, I don't want to report anything because I'm trying to, remem- I'm trying to remember from um, – Earlier this morning at shoot around when Billy Donovan announced that Hamadou Diallo wasn't going to play against the Clippers, I believe he said that he was going to be reevaluated when they came back to Oklahoma City. So expect Hamadou Diallo to miss tomorrow night or tonight, mm-hmm. you know, technically, technically against tonight. the Lakers. So I mean, you're gonna have to look for guys like Abdul Nader, uh, Nerlens Noel, uh, Deontay Burton. Shout out Matt Burton's cousin, <laughs> if uh, to have better outings because, like I said. The bench shot thirty a combined thirty four percent, and Dennis Schroeder was six of seventeen. So you've got to have a better output if you're already down. Probably your best bench energy guy. I mean, Dennis yeah. Schroeder is your best bench player. Hamadou Diallo brings a lot of energy, mm-hmm. a lot of trash buckets when guys miss shots, and this team can go through spells where they miss a lot of shots. So if you have like a jumping whirlwind of Hamadou Diallo, that's certainly a bonus. But um, you got to hope for better bench production tomorrow night if you want to yeah. be in a position to win. Yeah, exactly. Because it can't be it can't be like kind of what Brady was saying. You can't have a couple of guys fall off and then a couple of guys get hot. I really want to see this Thunder team match everyone's energy. They're going to have to all contribute on some sort of the ball. Like tonight, we were talking about Terrence Ferguson did not shoot that well, but he was electric on defense. He really did a good job keeping guys like Lou Williams and Paul George from getting like super amplified out there tonight. So that was huge for him. Um, I really do want to see Shea kind of go up a little bit more and do a little bit more. I want him to come out a little bit more refreshed for this one, just because I think he did a decent job tonight, but he... We know his talent. We've seen it in Oklahoma City. So I want to see him carry it over to Los Angeles right now. So I think he could be huge in this Lakers game just because he is young. He's able to make really difficult shots look very easy. And so that is why I'm just very amazed by his athleticism all the time. But yeah, you're going to have to really match and kind of step up uh, with the absence of Hamadou if he does not play tomorrow night, which is kind of looking like he won't. So there's really no telling what's going to happen. I definitely hope that they can either just I don't like get out of not not like a slump that they had tonight but I hope that they can actually like match what they had tonight or at least exceed it because they're gonna need to do that especially going up against guys like Danny Green like LeBron James like Anthony Davis and for crying out loud against Alex Caruso so we'll see what happens y'all it's gonna be a good game uh I mean again Danilo Gallinari's just got to play better now this season he's had I think maybe one or two stinkers He's not the type of player that will typically have back-to-back or back-to-back-to-back bad games. So I expect Gallinari to play better, uh, shoot better especially, because that's when you're talking about Gallinari and his production, you're always people mainly look to his shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrence Ferguson, um, I like what I'm seeing out of him offensively. Um, he's taking, like, he took another off the screen. He rolled off of a Stephen Adams screen at the free throw line, hit a mid-range jumper. We've seen that two or three times this year. Um, we don't see it that often. He's been the type of player that is relegated to standing in the corner. He told us during training camp, Madison, that he didn't want to be that type of player. So I want to see more of that. He was incredibly aggressive uh, the other night against Philadelphia. He helped the Thunder win that game. 
Um, he was in- aggressive in just really quick spurts tonight against the Clippers. I want to see more of that because if Terrence Ferguson, it, he was two of five tonight. If he is three of seven or four of ten, you know, just be aggressive. That helps the margin of error because mm-hmm. if a guy like SGA or Chris Paul or Daniel Gallinari are off for maybe a quarter or so, well, Terrence Ferguson picks up the slack and then you can always um, re- rely on Dennis Schroeder to get some points here and there off the bench. I just want to see more aggression out of guys that typically we don't look to, like we we don't go straight to the box and say, how many points did they score? Because yeah. we, we just know. I just want to see more aggression out of guys like that. I also want to see more aggression out of Darius Baisley. We haven't even talked about him tonight He's because he did four. not do anything yeah. out He's there. A, He's a rook. I know, but it's just, you. I, I feel like, especially in a game against the Clippers in Los Angeles, it's like, you can't just say, oh, like, uh, he's 19, like, whatever. No, like, step up, man. Like, you are playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder now. You are on contract. You're here in the NBA. You are young. You are energetic. And you are talented. Like, step up. Contribute to this game. And, like, it's fine. Guys are going to have bad shooting nights. Everybody on this roster has had a bad shooting night. Darius Baisley, he only play, played 14 minutes. And like Brady said, he was 0-4 tonight, 0-3 from the three-point line. Never got to the foul line. He did pick up two re- rebounds, so he did at least grab a couple of boards and do something there. But I would love to see Darius Baisley actually make a couple of like crucial threes tomorrow night. That would be super rad coming from the young guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, typically rookies will struggle, struggle on the road. Um, that's kind of a microcosm of what the Thunder are. They're going to struggle on the road because they're relying on young guys like Darius Baisley to it's not necessarily like they're not looking for Darius Baisley to score or to hit threes in bunches. They're also not looking for um, Hamadou Diallo to do a ton of one thing or Shea Gillis Alexander even to do the brunt of the scoring because we haven't really seen that uh, late in the fourth quarter like we've always been wanting to see. When you're a team that is reliant on young players, you're going to see a lot of inconsistency. You're going to see a lot of consistency with the problem. And right now, the Thunder's problem is winning on the road. They've got a huge test tonight against the Lakers. Uh, It's hard to see them getting over the hump on that one, just considering how great the Lakers have been. LeBron James is great. Anthony Davis, amazing. Um, I mean, Stephen Adams is going to have his hands full tomorrow. He had his hands full tonight um, with just his defensive responsibilities. Uh, Stephen had kind of a... He had a, a good game. You know, it hasn't been yeah. since he's basically come back from the um, the first right knee, the first left knee contusion at the beginning of the year. Because um, I know he missed two games again with basically the same injury. He's been a little. He's been progressively been getting better. Um, but again, he's kind of under that under that category of player that I want to see be more aggressive, at least in terms of trying to score the basketball. But again, when you're a team reliant on young players. It's going to be inconsistent. It's going to be a wild ride, but hey, just enjoy it because it, it's there's going to be a lot of frustration. There's going to be a lot of disappointment, but this team is really fun to watch. I have to say, like, yeah, um, I haven't really been bored during a game yet, and I could say that maybe a handful of times over the last two years. And considering the talent on those rosters, that's sad. Yeah, no, it was. I I would just like personally, I would like to see Darius Baisley do something tomorrow night. So we'll see if he does. But anyway, for that. Uh, anything else you want to touch on, guys? We have a little bit more time. We can touch on uh, the fact that these guys, I hope, are not going to take advantage of some L.A. nightlife and go out. Like, come on, y'all. You LA gotta go back to that hotel. L.A. nightlife is undefeated, and uh, there is an outstanding balance hanging out 
out there in LA. Do we need to do we need to touch on that? Would you like to touch that, Matt Burden? No, we are not touching uh, anything let, in Los Angeles. I will right let now. Madison. She did all the investigative like no. investigation on it. No, <laughs> anything? Did you find anything? I didn't find anything new because I got real excited because I saw an article that had a lot of hope and then it had nothing. And I'm still investigating oh, I'm because was I want to so, know. Was it something I wrote? That sounds like something it I wrote. It wasn't anything you wrote, Brady. <laughs> Don't worry. You do a great job. Uh, this was someone else. Names will not be mentioned. But Boom. I was really excited because I thought I was going to get my answers for what is going on. And I didn't. Well, let's explain to the listener that may not be Twitter savvy. So I'm going to put this in a decent way. There you go. In a decent, respectful, radio appropriate way. Basically... There is a woman out there who is calling out someone on the Thunder roster, and I just want to know who it is. And uh, they're demanding she's money. She's calling them out for what? Um, just you know, money is owed. Monies. And this is a they just want some an, money. An adult film actress. Uh, she she does some stuff. Adult. Yeah. Yes. She is an she is now of age. Maybe wasn't in the past, but oh my, oh my, this. Let's just, keep, let's just keep digging. Keep digging. Hey, the later it gets, the more open I get. Madison, keep investigating. I want to report on my desk first thing in the morning. Absolutely, guys. I'm going to keep you all updated on this because <clears throat> not letting anyone get down with this. Matt, you might have to talk to someone. I think you were doing a pretty good job I don't know. investigating I'm just saying, yourself. I feel like we this could be a team thing, y'all. You never know all you can accomplish. Or am I the only one who's invested in this over here? Um, it looks like it's just you. It might just be me. Yeah. It's fine. Well, Jerry and John on the pregame show really didn't care either, so I guess it's Do all Jerry, Ramsey, and John Hamm care about anything? They care about... John cares about numbers stuff. and Marvel movies. He does. Jerry cares about pho and um, selfies. And selfies. He does care about selfies. Very yeah. good. Yeah. So, good for them. Everyone cares about something new. But, I mean, honestly, I guess we can go ahead and wrap up the show because it is past our bedtimes. It is past all of y'all's bedtimes. You're probably going to be listening to this in the morning, so it won't make sense. But it is 12.56 in the morning. We are ready to call it quits because the Thunder have already called it quits. They have a game to prepare for tomorrow. So, the Thunder fall to the Los Angeles Clippers in a nail-biter tonight in L.A. They're going to fall 90-88, to and they still have not won a road game, but they have another chance tomorrow against the Los Angeles Lakers right there in Los Angeles in the Staples Center. So, I don't believe Brady and I are on post-game or anything tomorrow, but we will have an OKC82 podcast for you guys. You guys are actually listening to one right now if you're still awake with us. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Against your will. So basically we have forced you to listen to the OKC82 podcast. So now you have to go subscribe and share and you can even get involved with us. So it's going to be a good time. But yeah, I think that'll do it. Any final thoughts, guys? Uh, Keep, stop, stop scoring less than 20 points in the third quarter, Oklahoma City. And you might find yourself on the winning end of some of these tight ball games. Um, hopefully, it. hopefully we get a Michael Cage Church League update tomorrow because mm-hmm. it was really. I'm starting to put some pieces together. You know, I'm starting to yeah. put maybe out a bad shooting day. Now, like maybe. we need they, some answers. They traveled. I'm I'm not sure he was able to play in his church league considering they were in L. A. So maybe that's why there was a lack of church league updates. Or was it? Or or did he have a bad shooting day, Brady? And he doesn't want to talk about it. Maybe, maybe Sometimes. he got maybe he got slapped on the hand and. Um, the foul got overturned. We and need now, some answers. And now burn everything to the ground. The Thunder were screwed in L.A. 
Yep, exactly. The so, NBA is rigged. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to do it for us here on the franchise. Thank you guys so much for listening to the franchise Thunder first take post game. I don't know if I you said that right. You did a great job, Is Madison. that right? The Thunder, the franchise Thunder first take post game show. I am Madison Morris, Brady Trantham, and Matt Burton are here as well. And that's going to do it for us. So everybody have a lovely night. And we will talk to you guys in a couple of hours for Thunder versus the Lakers.